good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Straightforward talk, and out with it. Tonight, Christmas stories. So come on out here and join me. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Truckers Podcast. I hope everybody is having a really good weekend. And uh, everybody is as healthy as they can be and taking care out there and following the mandated rules. Let's get those thank yous out there to all of our essential workers our frontline workers, our doctors, our nurses, our paramedics, and our police. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And also thank you to my listeners, my followers, and my guests. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. Well, you know, um, about the start of the week, I was thinking about, you know, what could I uh, be doing out here, you know, uh, leading up to Christmas. So I put my thinking caps on and I thought, you know, um, let's share some you know, inspirational Christmas stories, you know, from the past, you know, from your Christmas past. Um, You're more than welcome to share those stories. I implore you to um, call in if you'd like to share those stories. It could be anything from home traditions, visiting grandma you know your your um, traditional 
decorations that you put up every year, special decorations that you've had from Christmas past that were maybe even handed down to you and what they mean to you. You're more than welcome to share those stories as well here on the Trekkers Podcast. Now, there was something I talked about um, this morning. I hope that I still have it up here. I should have it. I don't know why I would uh, discard it. I don't think I did. Let's see if we can find it here. I think I might be on this one. Because I did find it earlier. I did talk about it earlier. Interesting. Why I would not have it because I still want to. I didn't want to mention it again. Where did I find it? So, anyways, like I was saying. Um, you're more than welcome to share a Christmas story that you have experienced in the Christmas past. And what are your what are your plans for this Christmas? Now we know that health officials have asked us just to gather in our own homes. and no other visitors. Now, this one here, is something that you do not want to do have it on here. I don't know why it doesn't now. I really don't know why. Because I found it earlier.
So interesting why it's not here. I really don't know why it's not here. <sighs> Wow, to get back out of this. I don't know why it's taking the hell so long. So, anyways, I'll just start off here. Go back to my favorites. See where it is in the bottom here. So, this is why we hang stockings for Christmas. Hanging stockings by the chimney with care is one of the most popular Christmas traditions. But many families display, display theirs without wondering why. No one can be sure exactly when and why this practice started but some legends give us a clue. One of the most popular origin tales starts with none other than St. Nicholas. Yes, he was a real person. In the third and fourth centuries, St. Nicholas was a bishop in modern day Turkey who made helping others his life mission. And he caught wind of a family in need. As the story goes, a single father was raising three daughters, but realized he didn't have enough money. I don't know why that came on there. So as the story goes, a single father was raising three daughters, but realized he didn't have enough money to pay for their, their, their dowries. And without dowries, they couldn't get married. As a poor man, the father wouldn't be able to support his daughters for long. The desperate family feared their only choice would be for the daughters to sell their bodies to make money. St. Nicholas heard of the family's dilemma, but knew they were too proud to accept handouts. To make sure they didn't refuse his generosity, he anonymously gave them gold at night, some legends say. He dropped the gold down the chimney and the gifts landed in their stockings. They were laid by the fire to dry. While others claim Nicholas himself hopped down the chimney, someone either the father or the daughters, depending on the version of the tale, caught the bishop in the act and thanked him for his help. The guests were enough for the daughters to marry and live happily ever after. St. Nicholas' best day was on December the 6th, and eventually the tradition of leaving gifts and stockings was paired up with Christmas celebrations. That makes a neat and tidy origin story, but some scholars suggest that the stocking tradition might have started even before Christianity in Scandinavian cultures. The Norse god Odin 
was said to come during the Yule, the winter solstice, riding on an eight-legged horse. Children would leave sugar, carrots, and hay in their shoes to feed the mythical horse, and Odin would leave them gifts in return. We'll never know for sure what or if St. Nicholas really did for the family or whether the legend was inspired by pagan gods. But stockings have a strong foothold in Christmas tradition. The gift-giving origins reflect generosity and kindness. As long as you're on St. Nick's nice list, of course. Santa Claus knows if you've been naughty or nice. So interesting little tale about why we hang stockings. You know, and then of course we have, you know, the fascinating origins of 10 favorite Christmas traditions or just Christmas traditions in general that people have passed down through generations of generations. No Christmas celebration feels complete without a decorated tree. Stockings come by the chimney with care and rousing round of carols. But where did each of these cherished holidays traditions come from? One here, why we bake Christmas cookies. If we can learn one thing from history is that people have always celebrated winter holidays with good food. Ancient peoples gathered around the winter solstice to feast before cold winter wiped away the crops, plus the wine and beer that had been fermenting since the spring were finally ready to drink. Christmas replaced these solstice celebrations by the Middle Ages, but the feasting continued with the all-important addition of desserts. Bakers brought out expensive ingredients like butter, lard, and sugar for such festival occasions, and they started ex experimenting with spices like nutmeg, Interesting. Another tradition, you know, why we put up Christmas trees. Evergreen fir trees are universal winter decorations. Pagans displayed the branches as a reminder that spring would come again. The Romans placed them around temples to honor Saturn the god of culture. But the first time the evergreen was used as a Christmas tree was either in Estonia or Riga, Latvia. Each city says it's the true home of the first Christmas tree. In the 16th century, German Christians brought the trees inside their homes as a symbol of everlasting life. 
when news spread that Queen Victoria and her German husband, Prince Albert, set up a Christmas tree in their palace, a practice suddenly became the height of the interior design in England and America. Some interesting, interesting facts. And why we put lights on the tree. Martin Luther King said to be the first person to put lights on a Christmas tree. Legend has it he was walking through a forest one night and he was moved by the beautiful stars shining through the trees. And when he went home, he recreated what he saw for his family by putting a tree in their living room and placing lighting candles on its branches. Make sure you blow up those candles, that's the sort of thing that you do. Why we build a snowman? The first documented snowman appeared in nine, or, sorry, in 1380. But mankind has probably even making snowman for as long as there's been snow. They were especially popular during the Middle Ages, when many lacked the proper resources or outlets for artistic expression. So instead of trying to find traditional art supplies, they, they turned to snow and there was plenty of it. Michelangelo was commissioned to build a snowman for the ruler of Florence. Interesting stuff. Another one, you know, why, why, why do we drink eggnog? I don't mind a little bit of rum and eggnog. And sometimes I just don't mind a little bit of eggnog. Eggnog doesn't seem like a particularly elite drink, but that's how it got its start. British aristocrats came up with the creamy Caucasian as a warm winter drink and added, and added brandy or sherry to keep it from spoiling. Because the ingredients were so expensive, only the wealthy could afford to drink it. Of course, anyone can make eggnog nowadays with leftover egg yolks. When it was made its way to the American colonies in the 1700s, colonists sub the price liquors for rum. All the time, rum was also called grog. The bartenders named the drink egg and grog. Later became eggnog after the wooden noggin mugs that was, was, was served. These mugs that drink were served in. And why do we leave milk and cookies for Santa? This tradition hasn't changed all that much since it began in the medieval Germany during Yule season. Children left out food at night in hopes of getting presents from a different 
white bearded guy. Odin, the all-powerful Norse god who traveled on his eight-legged horse. The American custom we know today started during the Great Depression. Parents used it a way to teach their kids that even when money was light, they still had to be considerate of others and show gratitude for the blessings in their lives. Another one here is why are we seeing Christmas carols? When Christians began replacing pagan winter festivals with Christmas, bishops across Europe requested certain hymns to be sung at Christmas services. Many composers wanted to write their own carols, but since there was always in Latin, they weren't terribly popular. Then in 1233, St. Francis started putting on nativity plays, which included canticles that told the story of Christ's birth. These were usually all in a language that audience members could understand, so they sang a lot. So pretty interesting. Another fact, the old mistletoe of why we kiss under the mistletoe. Norse Mythology creeps into Christmas traditions once again. According to legend, the gods use mistletoes to resurrect Odin's son, Boulder, from the dead. So Boulder's mother, Frigg, the goddess of love, made the plant of a symbol of love and vowed to kiss anyone who passed under it. In the 18th century, England Men were allowed to kiss any woman standing under a mistletoe. And if the ladies refused, that meant bad luck. Some interesting little stories here, ladies and gentlemen. It goes along with Christmas and how some of these traditions came about. So, and of course, like I said, you're more than welcome. to share your traditions or your past Christmases that you cherish as memories. So being December the 12th and for the next 12 days, and these will be um, in the evenings. And of course, this weekend I'll have my um, Sunday morning show. And then um, Sunday evening again, um, we'll talk about um, Christmas stories, and again, you're more than welcome to join in the conversation, and again, you're more than welcome to share your Christmas stories, your Christmas traditions. 
And here's one, the mail train gift, a life-changing Christmas miracle message. My mother told me this true Christmas story from World War I many years ago. Christmas 1917, but because her brother Archie was missing in action and presumed dead, the family was not going to celebrate. The townspeople of Parker, South Dakota, always joked that the small town postmaster read all of the postcards whenever the mail train came into town. On that Christmas Eve, he lived up to his, his, his reputation. The family was always grateful that the postmaster, instead of waiting for the rural mail to go out the day after Christmas, called my grandmother and told her that Archie was being held at a, as a prisoner of, of war. Archie even wrote on the postcard that he was well. Of course, my mother said that turned out to be the best Christmas ever. Archie came home after the war and he lived to be a ripe old age. The miracle message. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed some of these stories. But for now, we will call it an evening and I'll be back out tomorrow morning. And hopefully you can join me then as well. And of course, Sunday evening at 7 p.m. for some more Christmas stories. So let's get those thank yous out there to all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics and our police. I thank you for the job that you do day in. And also, I thank you for my listeners, my guests, and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Turkish Podcast. And now, we will just end the show with some inspirational Christmas. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Trekkers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario. I will see you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. and then Sunday at 8 p.m. I hope you can come out and join me, and thank you.